Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 102 Where's Terry? and Ace in the Hole with Gav Brown. Hi, pals. It's us once again. I am Al. I'm Maggie. I'm Gav. I'm Yay. See, I knew you'd get there. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us one interesting thing. No, no, we will not do that to you. <laughs> not do that to you. I'm sweating already. Oh, no. Please, please don't draw attention to me. <laughs> You're here for the first, like, pairing of good episodes we've had in quite some time. Yeah. This is uh, the season, the last two episodes of season two, and uh, I would say both very good. Hmm? Would you? Would you guys agree? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no coincidence that uh, <laughs> Bruce features prominently in both of them. Yep. That might have been part of why they lost us a little bit, but well, uh, yeah. I mean, this first one is the Bruce and Max show. Like, are you kidding? That shit's made for me. Yeah, exactly. But also, none of the villains came from Terry's high school, which was nice. True. <laughs> yes. Which also, Shriek, I, who I like. Uh, yeah, yeah. He might be my favorite after Blight. Really? really? Yeah. I. What about Ink? Really? Oh, fuck yeah, I forgot about Ink. Ink's great. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Shriek looks like a panda. <laughs> <laughs> I, I describe Shriek as a uh, polar bear from the Apple store. <laughs> I just his costume so looks like he can't move in it like he like he's got his arms out, out at his sides all weird it just it looks like the most uncomfortable thing in the world I love it because they've gone with sort of the convex or concave what's the shit what's the one that hangs from the ceiling no, uh, like the, the, rounded, the rounded dome thing it, uh-huh. it makes him which is supposed to be like a an acoustic thing uh, sure. he looks like a turtle which I think yes. is why you think that <laughs> Do you think he records podcasts from inside the suit? I guarantee he does. I mean, I would. It's mm-hmm. like the the goal when you're making soundproof stuff, for me anyway, is like a smaller and smaller space. And eventually just having a helmet that does that would be amazing. There you go. You could do shopping in your, while you're recording a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to talk to people trying to engage me about what's the post-atomic heart? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, guys? This is Shriek. I'm robbing, I'm robbing a bank and I'm also reviewing the best episodes of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I would listen to that podcast. I like uh-huh. more girls. Remember to subscribe. Ring that bell, motherfucker. Uh-huh. The and, sad uh... thing is that if you ring the bell, he can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, I suppose we should get on with things. Uh, Gav, why don't you start with Where's Terry? I shall then. Terry, Dana, Maxine, and Howard have been at the cinema. Dana body shames Howard while Terry disappears into a subway, like so much community's subway. Terry notices a suspicious-looking guy in a trench coat and hat, obviously thinking it's Vincent Adelman. He (laughs) follows but loses him in the tunnels. The next day, no one has seen Terry. Not his mom, not Dana, not his weirdly proportioned brother. Bruce reluctantly teams up with Max to find him. More like Brave on the Boat, am I right? (laughs) Meanwhile, Batman... The other one wakes under rubble in the subway. But that's not all. An annoying boy is there, too. (laughs) Meanwhile, meanwhile, Shriek, who is living in the subway for some reason, is alerted to sound vibrations. 
Whether they are good or not is not specified. <laughs> Shriek deduces Batman is still alive and goes off to find him. He finds Batman with the boy who Batman is found to be an, a runaway, non-Marvel copyright. One of Shriek's blasts traps them both in a dead end. Batman looks for a way out while the boy goes on about something or other. Batman sets his explosives. The resultant hole in the wall is big enough for the boy to fit through, but finds Shriek, who threatens the boy if he doesn't show him where Batman is. Back with Bruce and Max, and she notices Terry's backpack being worn by one of a group of T's, more like cock T's. <laughs> they team up to beat uh, old man Bruce, but Max sprays them with mace. All but run, one run off, and Bruce is able to find where Terry was using vengeance mode. <laughs> they get into the tunnel, and Bruce uh, gets Max to sneak in while he distracts his tunnel workers. However, Bruce activates I work alone mode and points her out so he's able to sneak into the tunnel himself. The boy takes Shriek to a wall and tells him that Batman is behind it, but it's a surprise river, and they're both swept away. Batman saves the boy for some reason. Shriek is about to kill Batman 2.0, but Batman 1.0 saves him. The boy goes home, and Terry has some breakfast. So you didn't care for the kid, huh? I'm very subtle about it, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I was reading between the lines there. But... <laughs> no, in fact, that's my bad thing. Okay. What was the point of the kid? I'd understand if it was about the difference between them, like Terry being missing for one night and two people are out looking for him while the boy is longer missing, but no one seems to care. Um, I mean, the surly expression, the hair. Oh, God, it's our bats. What is that? Proper Pattinson. Or he used to be called oh, our Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard Pattinson. that one. <laughs> Very good. I I actually like the kid. Um, it's I think it's because throughout the series we've seen kids, like, I mean... I don't know if you've heard this before, Gav, but kids love Batman. <laughs> and it's nice to see one who's like, ugh, no, Batman's stupid. I like the bad guys. And mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I, I enjoyed that. And I liked just how shitty he was no matter what. Yep. Yeah. I think it's just surly kids. And then, oh, God. I mean, that's fair. But yes, uh, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, God, is this another one where he's working for some, um, you know, criminal or something? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So that might have factored into it, but yeah. I was pleased that he did not do that. He worked alone, mm -hmm. by which I mean he lived in the sewer. He didn't work at all. He was a child. But <laughs> this, this isn't the Victorian era. In some ways, it, it occasionally <laughs> is. Kids definitely dress like it's the Victorian era. Yes, yeah. this is true. Swabby chimney, mister. <laughs> Bart, what did I tell you? <laughs> <sighs> No, I, I enjoyed him, but I absolutely see the argument against. I just, I thought, you know, again, um, uh, Terry's little brother, Maddie, and several other children have just been all about, like, yay, Batman's the best, and mm -hmm. uh, this kid's not impressed. I kind of like that. I, um, I love that he's into Blight. Yeah. Because what, uh, what red-blooded American kid wouldn't <laughs> love a glowing green skeleton? <laughs> I mean, you absolutely would have. You, uh -huh. you do at, at age now, but uh -huh. when you were little, I bet you would have as well. Oh, I don't like Batman. Have you mm -hmm. seen this guy? Ah, I'm a growing green skeleton. <laughs> and he's ah. a businessman. <laughs> All kids love businessmen. <laughs> Vincent Adelman does. <laughs> mm -hmm. they, so 
the the episode opens like you said with them at the movies and they they go see Casablanca which is it's always nice to see them acknowledge a real movie instead yeah. of making one up like they they saw something we've heard of mm-hmm. but Terry you've just seen Casablanca why do you think someone in a trench coat and fedora is suspicious some people just <laughs> dress like that <laughs> Hey were you in Casablanca I really liked your movie Uh-huh Is that Ingrid Bergman you look you looked real cute in that outfit Excuse me <laughs> Probably dead by this point, but I don't know. Mr. Freeze is still kicking around, so who knows? Definitely her head is on a mechanical spider somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Well, we're doing bad things. Maggie, what do you got? Uh, What do I got? Oh, yeah. This actually carries over something I noticed uh, last week but didn't mention. Um, I keep noticing this weird line on Batman's face. Like, it's a little line at mustache level where that looks like where Batman's mask would sort of stop so you could see, like, his actual face. And it's just it's just a weird animation error that keeps popping up and is really distracting. It's interesting that uh, our friend Flonk, independent of you, mentioned that as he's watching the episode last night as well. Yeah, I, I saw that. I didn't notice it, but... Uh, huh. No, I didn't. I know. Well, you know, if I watched it now, probably it would probably drive me insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Maggie's got a, a way of uh, pointing those things out. <laughs> That's been our dynamic since the early Star Trek mm-hmm. days, I would say. It's like, this episode's good novel. What's with your lip? <laughs> Are you well, okay, sir? He's, he's a teenager, and he hasn't been home in a few days, so he hasn't shaved his terrible caterpillar mustache. <laughs> oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. I'm vengeance. <laughs> If he doesn't scrub his pores, like, mm-hmm. you know, feverishly before every mission, he's like the zits just pop right through the mask. It's terrible. <laughs> That's why his mask covers his entire face now. Mm-hmm. I didn't that have a problem sense. with acne when I with acne when I was Batman. Yeah, but you started being Batman when you were like 25. Shut up. I'm 16. <sighs> My bad thing is uh, relatively minor just because I very much enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry, like, brags about how much explosives he's carrying. Like, he tells the kid, like, no, I've got lots of explosives. We'll be fine. And then he uses them once and he's out. It's like, if you have that much, why did you use them all? Like, then you don't have more for later, dummy. Yeah, like I say, very minor. (laughs) Well, they're probably, like, very, very tiny explosives. So to get any kind of thing, you have to use them all at once. Mm. So, yeah, quantity-wise, it's a lot. Yeah. It's not actually a lot. That makes Mm. sense. Well, Bruce only gives him like, here's, here, here's some dangerous explosives. These are like little fireworks. Nah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving you the good stuff. That's for me. Yeah. If anyone's going to blow my... stuff up around here, it's going to be me or the mm-hmm. dog. <laughs> oh, I can picture Ace just like um, pushing his paws down on one of those plungers for dynamite <laughs> like you see in cartoons. Then just picture him holding like a lit stick of dynamite in his mouth like it's a dog mm-hmm. bone. Oh, yeah. Or bringing it back to you like it's a stick. No, here, no, no. Here you go. Damn See, it, you're such a good dog. Using the explosives, you should just paint a black hole in, in a wall and then walk through it. <laughs> oh, God. Why didn't he think of that? I, and he had a kid right there with him. Why didn't uh-huh. the kid think of that? He's too busy ragging on that one. Mm-hmm. I, I did like Shriek uh, hiding down there and sort of uh, just not caring, like... What he says is, oh, Batman again. Like, it doesn't occur to him. Batman has stopped him two or three times now, and probably whatever his current scheme is, Batman's going to come for him. He's like, yep. oh, yeah, that guy. Ugh. 
a little earlier than I expect than I expected, but all right, I guess I got to kill Batman now. He doesn't have a plan for Batman. He's a little surprised, but he I don't know. It just never occurred to him. Yeah. And it just delights <laughs> me that he's so wrapped up in his own bullshit that he's like, oh, yeah, Batman. <laughs> he's here to what? stop my sound experiments. Uh-huh. What was, what, yeah, what was his scheme anyway? Mm, unclear. Was, was it, it, yeah, always oh, probably his podcast recording yeah, de- again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, would be, that would be it. Him and his uh, buddy uh, watching Gilmore Girls. <laughs> he's still got that, that same henchman, this, the yeah. guy uh, voiced by Michael Rosenbaum. The, the, he's spliced, right? Like, he's got a little bit of some kind of animal yeah look. He look, he, i always think he's a sloth. vampire could be yeah yeah maybe a sloth yeah yeah i think he's got a little bit of snake or something i don't i don't remember but i thought he had like a forked tongue or something like mm. that that's that's possible I, I i like that they're just friends now yeah like it seems just... it, it definitely seems less like henchman and more like friend that hangs around yeah this is my buddy who just sleeps on the couch uh-huh. <laughs> he's going through a rough patch right now so he hangs out with me mm-hmm Actually, he probably just stays there because the real estate is so cheap. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it a, it's such a sewer. spacious sewer, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his roommate. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, and Plus, when... now, that Ra- okay. <laughs> now that Rat Boy's gone, it's a much better neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Not all those rose petals stinking up the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have so, so much fewer teenagers wandering around lost now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good thing is uh, just the obvious. Like mm-hmm. Max and Bruce finally meet and have yeah. an unlikely team up is such an obvious premise on paper. It's one of those I can imagine the writers almost turning it down. Like, no, that's too easy. But like, mm-hmm. I uh, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just saying I'm glad they did it because it's just a perfect episode concept and it completely lives up to its potential. Mm-hmm. Like, these characters are aware of each other. Like we've acknowledged that Bruce knows about Max now. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret Terry's keeping from him anymore. And obviously. Max knows about Bruce and Mm. so it's nice that they meet face to face they have a common goal Bruce hates having her around she's still got that I can help I want to be helpful I want to be like I don't just want to be the woman on the computer I want to be out there kicking ass with the rest Mm. of you and uh, it's great because he has no patience for that well and I like like they never state this or anything but the fact that Max knows probably Bruce is not a fan of yeah you know, and just like having her in his face all the time, just like, oh, God. Well, and because she's so smart, mm-hmm. not only does she know Terry is Batman, she knows Bruce was original Batman. Yeah. So there's only a handful, a handful of people in the world who know that, mm-hmm. even now. And yeah, I'm sure he doesn't love that either. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just, it's sort of that buddy cop thing again. It's when mm-hmm. you throw two unlikely characters together and, you you know, your writing's decent, it's fun. And it was a lot of fun, I thought. Yeah. There's also the bit where he's like, uh, where he's like, uh, you're better, you're better than I, you're better than I thought. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's the highest. Pro- <laughs> he, yes. a- he absolutely never said that to Tim or Dick. Or Terry, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. No, and I think, um, was that the bit where he sort of tricks her? It's just before. Okay. Because I think him buttering her up was not even genuine. It was part of that which gav this is your good thing right oh yes um bruce selflessly distracting tunnel workers so mike's can get in and then screwing her over is such a bruce <laughs> thing to do uh-huh i just loved it it's just another difference between bruce and terry yeah, or because... even bruce and superman because he mm-hmm. wouldn't you know it's just they would do the same thing and the same reason because he's um he doesn't want her you know on his conscience yeah 
and but he just does it in such a different way. But it, I don't know about you guys, but it it tricked me for a second. I thought, oh yeah, I thought yeah, genuinely no, as the audience, he was coming around and mm-hmm. she was coming along in the adventure, and then nope. <laughs> and then the the bit at the end where she's getting arrested, and he's watching and just going, <laughs> yep. Yes, we came to an understanding. Uh huh. Hey, how's Max? Do- how's Max doing? Oh, she's fine. Also, like, massive uh, credit to Cree Summer, who does Max's voice, because Mm. I feel like a lot of that was scripted, but some of it must have been improvised. Like, the thing she's yelling as she's being carried off, you can't do this to me! I I want a lawyer! I want, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know. I'll sue! Yeah. Mm. Everything about her delights Mm -hmm. me. She's she's very teen in a way that none of the other teens on this show are, but still feels very real, and Mm -hmm. I, I really like her. Uh, and Maggie, your good thing was about this whole dynamic. As oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a bit where uh, Bruce goes to rough up the, the T gang mm-hmm. who are back and are still terrible. Maybe that's what well, the that's T what, stands yeah, for. Yeah, could be. <laughs> but um, so basically, like, Bruce oh, punched my microphone. Uh, Bruce basically threatens everybody and they all run. They all like run away after getting their asses kicked. And uh, Bruce just goes to Max, wait outside. And she goes outside and just, she's like physically trembling. Yeah. And just like, fuck, that was intense. Like she's trying to get a, like a piece of gum out of her pocket and just like, oh God. Yeah. And that's a good way animation wise to show that she's yeah. shaking without just like doing a close up of her hand. Like that was a nice little choice, I thought. Yeah. This guy's nuts. But also, she doesn't run away. Nope. She's scared, but she also knows. We got to find Terry. This is more yeah. important than me being terrified. And like, mm-hmm. that's that just shows how much of a hero she is. It's great. Yep. I love it. And the bit where she comes in with the mace was very good. Like, I, mm-hmm. we all know Bruce would have handled it. He would have figured it out somehow. But still, the fact mm-hmm. that she was willing to do that. Yeah. And well, it's I... good that the show was willing to show him, you know, not meeting every challenge all the time. Yeah. Like being being vulnerable because guess what he's like eighty years old now. Yeah, like I yeah. really appreciate that. There's still it's like yeah he's Batman and he's old Batman, which still means something. But if a ton of like punks in their twenties pile on top of him, he doesn't have a whole lot of options, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, Gav, uh, this is your quote it comes from the end of that little torture bit, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just telling her after yeah after she's um, had the gum and then coming after him, she's. He's telling her where, uh, what information he got. Mm-hmm. So we'll just listen to that here. And... He found it this morning, down in the old shelter below the subway station. He didn't see anyone near it. Are you sure he's telling the truth? Yes. That was that was excellent. There were there were so many things. If this had been my episode, it would have been a hard choice. That is, oh, that yeah. is definitely one of them, though. <laughs> just a lot of great quotable. You know, again, the buddy the buddy cop dynamic. The fact mm-hmm. that. These two are very different and got the same, you know, goal. And ah, I love it. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, that scene where uh, Terry and uh, uh, Bruce like sort of meet up at the end and they're watching Max get arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing Terry does is like, is Max, is, does Max know I'm okay? Mm-hmm. No mention of, uh, you know, his mom, his girlfriend. <laughs> no. Uh hey, How's Dana? I will I say. Don't, I don't care, and neither do you. 
the our our old friends at the DC Wiki actually came through with a with a with an interesting, genuinely interesting piece of uh, of information here. Mm-hmm. This is the only episode where we see Dana and Terry kiss. What a great relationship they have! Fifty two <laughs> episodes in a movie. Mm-hmm. He dates her the whole time. Uh-huh. And an episode of a different show. That's true. They kiss once. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now that could just be they don't want to put that on a kid's show because kids don't care about kissing. But it's know. love kissing. They didn't. Uh, they didn't stop. That didn't stop them with Bruce. Bruce kissed yeah. a lot of ladies. Oh yeah. He just doesn't give a fuck about Dana at all. Nope. Uh, and this well, he isn't even told her his his greatest secret. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, isn't that sort of the the last beat of the uh, Justice League epilogue episode isn't doesn't that end with him saying, "Okay, I'm finally going to tell Dana." I just always pictured her go, <laughs> her go, or uh, he goes, "Dana, I'm Batman," and she goes, "Who's Batman?" <laughs> <laughs> I want some chili. <laughs> uh, the thing I might have picked as my quote would have been, um, uh, "Bruce shows up and Shriek is doing his bullshit." And he goes, why do they always talk so much? <laughs> He's so done. I know. It's great. Uh, fucking, like, all right, fine. I guess we're fighting Shriek. Fine. I think I think my favorite thing, this was this was not funny. It was it was sort of like dark. Mm. Like the fact that he straight up looks Max in the eye and says, look, the reason I don't want you with me is because Terry might be dead. We might yeah. be going here to find Terry's corpse, and I don't want to put you through that. And it's like yeah. just hearing Bruce acknowledge that he's put this child mm-hmm. in like life-threatening danger, and he doesn't want to put another child. Like It's, yeah. it's pretty pretty uh, shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it went, yeah, I don't want you to start to see his dead body. Whereas yeah. me, I've seen so many <laughs> dead yeah, it's kids over the years. He's, he's like the 15th of them. I've Let me take a... you through my photo album of dead children. Yeah. <laughs> dead Robins. Mm-hmm. Jason Todd doesn't even exist in this universe, and there's still 30 dead Robins. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, there's, a, there's a part of the cave we don't see in any of the establishing shots where he's just got Robin skeletons. Mm-hmm. In their Piles costumes. on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He keeps meaning to sort through them, and then Ace will just pick up a femur and like, what happened? Ace. I can't tell. I can't say no to that face. Look at him. Ace, drop that. It's Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Thought Dick moved to Bloodtown or whatever the fuck. Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? Mayor of Bloodhaven is Count Dracula. Okay. Is that true? Probably true. No, but it should be. Okay. But, but Moon Knight does go there asking for money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oi, where's my money? <laughs> In it. <laughs> I've only seen the first episode, but uh, wow. What a lovely costume, oh God. <laughs> I'm Egyptian. <laughs> I'm the Egyptian magician. <laughs> All right. I, I come out with, with moon-shaped boomerang. It's my moonerang. Oh, God. It probably is, too. <laughs> uh Oh, Terry, like, when the kid pulls the um, making Shriek blast the wall that has the river behind it, which I thought was a great trick, by the that way. That was awesome. That like, was a great that little is, thing. That is Chekhov's river there, because he told Batman before. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, don't just 
indiscriminately blow through walls there are there is a river all over the place don't do that <laughs> yeah and then later he he tells shriek yeah just shoot there who cares mm-hmm. um <laughs> he's already climbing the ladder out of there yeah. he's telling him was, was, uh, was... I bet, I, i'm pretty sure he's behind that wall i'll see you later yep that well that's all you needed from me right i'm, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna go check on some food i got cooking yeah you know what I'm, I'll, I'll see myself out thanks yeah but um <laughs> Uh, we, uh, Terry gets flooded and uh, he gets a little underwater breather, which I don't think we'd seen before. We we have not, and I always love seeing like that's like that's some good like just Batman shit, you know. Well, and the the DC wiki pointed out like last time he got uh, uh, stuck underwater, he nearly drowned, and mm-hmm. they're they're sort of speculation on that. And I don't mind this either. Like they no. get real nitpicky sometimes, but I like this. Is like, oh yeah, Bruce saw that that happened and said, well, that won't happen again. I'm putting this mm-hmm. in the suit. And, yeah, all right. You know what? This one's on me for putting a mouth on your costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on. Uh, these are little hoses you stick in your nose. Mm-hmm. This is your I'm nose sticking hose. Sticking anywhere near my nose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do I do with this? What do I do with this, Bruce? Stick it up your nose. Mm-hmm. Put it. <laughs> All right. Don't tell me. <laughs> put it on that line there. That little mustache line you got. Just yeah, just yeah, put yeah. It right That's there. why I put it there. Uh huh. All right. Anything else? Uh that's everything Just a I bit worried that would you step out for a minute? It would have been good if you cut back to Bruce saying, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> or or pulling out his wallet. Hey, I'll, I'll give you a thousand dollars. He does, uh, to his credit, he does start with that. He yeah, wants Terry's backpack and he's just thing. like, I'm rich and these kids are stupid. And mm-hmm. if I give them money, maybe it'll work and I won't have to get my hands dirty here. He does like the guy's like uh, 20 credits and he's like, how about 30 credits? I'm like, you're Bruce fucking Wayne. I think you can do a little better than 30. We don't know what that's worth in the in the future. You know what? Fair enough. Maybe that's a million. I mean, what, I mean whatever it is, he probably has more than that. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't have to give it to this kid. He's a, he's a fictional billionaire. He conceivably has infinite money. Yeah, that he can swim around in. Uh-huh. As they do. I love to swim around it and spray it up in the air and then it hit me on the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to see that more than anything now. Curse <laughs> me, curse me, kilts. <laughs> and the ghost of Alfred would still be hanging around if that were the case. Yep. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I had was one of the teas. Uh, they gave a a very strong Boston accent to. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> Max, when she first comes in before she maces everyone to within an inch of their lives, mm-hmm. uh, kind of gets a little seductive. Yep. And she's like, hey, I you like to party in here. Like, Jesus, Max. And the one guy goes, nobody parties harder. We're wicked smart. <laughs> like, wow, Jesus. <laughs> he hey, Gordy. He doesn't say wicked smart, but he might as well have. Uh-huh. Right. Oh my god! Those guys also. There's a bit where uh, where they're follow where they're following them. You get a lot of uh, 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 crosstalk mm-hmm. as they sort of uh, mutter and yeah. like. There's a part where they threaten some guy on the street, and you can hear one of them go, "Nice vest, buddy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the animators are like, "Shit! Now we got to draw a vest." Okay. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> what? 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 What are the T's? We don't know. We've we. They- run into them once or twice before and it's never been made clear they're like like they're they set them up as like a rival gang to the jokers and like but like that's kind of it like other than that they're just bad guys but like they've got the big t's on their face which is like a thing from like dc comics so like 
Yeah, uh, Mr. Terrific's got a T on his face. Okay, but is that? Do you really think that's a reference to Mr. Terrific? I absolutely do not. But every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, like Mr. Terrific. I'm pretty sure. Makes as much sense as anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he shows up in JLU, but I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea, and they've they've never told us. And as I recall, this is their last appearance, so they never will. Mm Ah, oh, what a shame! What I mean, a, how sad to lose these great characters. Well, you know the the various street punks of of Gotham worship old uh, supervillains, and mm-hmm. they like the Mad Hatter, and they heard he liked tea parties. So <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. We're on our way to a mad tea party, yo. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's not quite what that means, but okay. <laughs> but we're gonna get touched. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that, where, is that where you don't do anything and just stare at a girl creepily? Yeah, sure is. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? Like this gang? Gav? No. I believe that's it. All right. Well, Maggie, why don't you then tell us about <laughs> Ace in the Hole? All right. So let me tell you about Ace Hole. <laughs> so the Bat family, that's Bruce, Terry, and Ace, are all taking Bruce to the chiropractor to get his back cracked. When Ace notices a real scummy-looking piece of shit and takes off. Which is weird because Ace is an extremely well-behaved and also very good boy. 13 out of 10. (laughs) So he must be really pissed. Terry gives chase but loses Ace pretty quickly. Also, the scummy guy tries to shoot Terry, which is weird. Back at the cave, Terry identifies the scummy guy as some dude named Boxer who runs an illegal dogfighting ring and is a real goddamn fucking piece of shit. Oh, my God. And if there was any doubt about that, we see Boxer taking puppy Ace, amazing, amazing fucking pupper, great boy, 75 out of 10, (laughs) in a flashback, and then torturing him so that he's a hardcore fighter. Man, I hate this fucking dude. Anyway, so the cops bust up the place, Ace escapes, and eventually comes across Bruce in Crime Alley trying to dodge his shitty new chauffeur. (laughs) Bruce fires the chauffeur but keeps the dog. Back in the present, Ace wanders around Gotham while Terry and Bruce uh, trace Boxer. Terry investigates Boxer's HQ, but Boxer isn't there. What is there is a metric shit ton of mysterious chemicals that can only be used for one thing. That's right. Everyone say it all together now. Dog Dog steroids. (laughs) Those diabolical fiends. Anyway, Ace gets recaptured by Boxer when Ace attempts to fuck him up yet again. And then everyone meets up in the giant dog fighting arena where Terry does battle with a giant fucking dog monster. Beautiful monster doggo. Great face. 800 out of 10. Additional points for largeness. (laughs) After Terry defeats the large dog and Ace beats the shit out of Boxer, everyone goes back to stately Wayne Manor for Scooby Snacks shaped like bat logos. Now, let's talk about this right now. Terry mm-hmm. defeats the large dog. I'm pretty sure Terry killed that dog. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Cartoons usually make an effort to show when a person or an animal has been like uh, in, a, in a pretty bad fight. They mm-hmm. show them breathing or blinking or something that mm-hmm. that giant creature was motionless nope they uh sent that large dog to a large farm upstate okay. to be happy. <laughs> that's fine it's, that would have to be a goddamn large farm it's the farm from um fuck what was the episode i don't know uh the giant animals oh episode. god yeah 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 <sighs> the farm brown episode they sent him to farmer brown's farm where he can romp with the giant chickens mm-hmm. i'm telling you man it was a giant chicken <laughs> no, and look, it wasn't that monster dog's fault, and I don't wish the monster dog harm, but no. it sure seems like Terry killed him. That monster dog, I was trying to figure out who that monster dog looked like, and I just now realized that it was a dog from the tick. Yeah, yeah. It is I can't remember I... the I can't remember what that dog's deal was, but they have the exact same face. I do remember that. 
I just put it, it looks like Joker on Venom. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. The show does a great job of, like, uh, sci-fi, like, uh, mm -hmm. genetic horrors. Like, and I think it's that Akira influence. Oh, yeah. This this show does some amazing fucking monsters, and I yeah. never would have thought that going into this. No, you know? it's a sci-fi show. You'd think it's more about, like, computer stuff and robots and mm -hmm. all that. But, no, there's but, like, a ton of biological monstrosities. Yeah. Anytime they do a monster, I'm always impressed. Yeah. No, it was very good, and it, and it made sense in the context of the episode. Yeah, this guy's fucking around with, like, genetic, uh, like, mm. uh, uh, steroids and everything, and, like, yeah, one of them kind of got away from him. <laughs> I, I may have made this dog too big. Mm. Well, I'm not going to throw him away, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm just wait for Batman to come around. Yeah. Yes, because that will happen eventually. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. It, it always does. This guy knows. Shriek, mm -hmm. Shriek has no idea, but this guy knows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I loved this episode. Mm -hmm. I and this is my good thing. I know I'm a big softy when it comes to dog episodes. Like I just am. But Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. it breaks my heart. Like the bits. There's there's an episode of I think it was a series of episodes in uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender where mm. uh, Aang is separated from uh, Appa, his um, yes, uh, uh, flying bison, mm -hmm. and they do that thing where our characters walking in the foreground to the left. And the character he's looking for is walking in the background to the right, and yep. they don't see each other. And mm -hmm. it drives you like the tiny kid in you is like, he's right there, he's right there. Yeah. And they don't, and they do that with Ace a couple of times where mm -hmm. it's like he smells Terry and he goes yeah. in the direction Terry's in, but Terry's already flown away. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh my God. And it's such an easy, emotionally manipulative thing to do. And it works on me every fucking time. Yep. Ugh. Just. Oh, breaks my heart. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's it's a really good origin for Ace too. It is, <clears throat> and that's one of those things where you hear like, really, they gave the dog a secret origin episode. That's gonna be stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it isn't. Well, I like Bruce having a dog. Like he's all alone now, and all he has left is this dog. Is like it's such a great image, you know? Well, it's because all the people in his life are either dead or don't want to talk to him anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. So that he has. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, so he got the dog of like uh, after. Well, it must be in a while after Alfred had died. Mm. Yeah. Well, we see the great uh, the the chauffeur. Like, oh yeah, obviously not. Like the flashback takes place not long after Alfred died, and Bruce yeah. is like, okay, we'll give this a try. Mm -hmm. Which this uh, is actually my my good thing okay, is uh, Bruce's Don Knotts ass looking Alfred post Alfred chauffeur. <laughs> It's just like I can just tell this is like week two, and he, Bruce is desperately trying to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Just like, okay, I hired him. I'm not a bad. I'm not a bad guy. I just, just need a guy to drive me around. I just, God, I fucking hate this guy. You no, know, and he <laughs> knows from his time with Wayne Enterprises, he knows how to engage with an employee and how to yeah. be a pleasant. Like he can put on a face. Well, yeah, but also I feel like Bruce doesn't like to be on as much anymore. You no, know, like it's harder for yeah, him. That's, like, yeah, like now that he doesn't have Batman to go off and 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 be like, just like, oh god, I gotta be, I gotta be this guy all the time now. But Ugh. there's there's a moment where he says, "Pull over here," and the guy's like, "Are you sure it's a bad neighborhood?" And he says, "My parents were killed here." And it's like, okay, he's being pretty open. Like he doesn't volunteer that information to just anyone. Yeah. He's clearly trying well, to tell this guy what, what's mm -hmm. going on. Well, I mean, it's a matter of public record too. Like it's not yeah, like but, it's like, well, kept But secret. he doesn't have to say that. Like, 
mm-hmm. it's it's obviously still a painful memory for him, and he doesn't have to openly share it with a stranger. But yeah. he told this guy to make him understand, we're here for a reason, this is important to me. Like, what I'm yeah. saying is, in his way, he's trying to connect with this guy. He's not just treating sure. him like an employee. And it still doesn't work out. <laughs> no. You can wait here. My thing is 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 about the like the chauffeur. How can the chauffeur not know about Bruce's parents? (laughs) Surely everyone in Gotham knows, Mm -hmm. and it's not like Bruce keeps quiet about it. He probably plays the video at least once a week. (laughs) Oh, he probably put it in a PowerPoint for for uh, employees at Wayne Powers (laughs) for new employees. Yeah. Hello and welcome. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Wayne Enterprises. I'm Bruce Wayne. Mm Now, you may have heard about my dead parents. <laughs> Do you know the real story? Over the course of the next two hours, I'm going to... <laughs> oh, my Over God. Over the course of this podcast. So After that, we're going to get into some, empl- into some important employee stretches that you can use around the office. So even in-universe, people have to watch Martha Wayne's Pearls. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't escape <laughs> it no matter what. Uh-huh. If we can't escape it, they can't. <laughs> Uh, Gavin, what was your good now, thing? Sorry. You'll you'll notice here as the pearls fall to the ground in, in a back and to the left motion. See? <laughs> back and to the left. That implies a second gunman. Joe Chill did not act alone. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. Why don't someone make a JFK movie with uh, in the Batman universe? Yes. <laughs> It'd probably make more sense. Oh, um, I would love they them doing a modern uh, modern episode where like there's like a troop crime podcast like talking about the Wayne murders. Mm-hmm. And Batman's just like gotta let it happen because mm-hmm. what's he gonna do? Go to their house and admit that he's Bruce Wayne? Hey Bruce, you want to talk, uh, uh, Mr. Wayne? You want to talk about your uh, dead parents and how they affected you? I don't think it affected no, me I've, at uh, all. You should probably go. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I don't think about it much anymore, really. Yeah. You forgot the Bruce was. Oh, Bruce. Hey, it's been a while since I've had to do it. Mm-hmm. Lovey. It's been a while since he's done it. Uh-huh. <sighs> All right. Gav, what was your good thing? Oh, that's my good. Ace as a pup looks adorable. To yes. Me. Oh, my God. Ah! It's that same weird proportions that they put on little Maddie McGinnis, but on a mm-hmm. dog. Yep. Yes, but it works better on a dog. Mm-hmm. I, I like, we've talked about this before, um... I like Matt McGinnis's like he absolutely looks like he belongs in a different cartoon, but mm-hmm. yes, it doesn't bother me. I kind of like it. Well, he's got like he's got like the little dot eyes, which almost make him look like Annie. Yeah, exactly. Or like Barney Rubble or something. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ace has the same look like he's got the tiny eyes and the giant head. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he looks like he could like if if little Matt McGinnis is in uh, the little rascals or whatever, this is the dog mm-hmm. that follows him around. Yep. But no, extremely cute. And they do not shy away from the fucking, like, the brutality almost immediately. Oh, yeah. Which, like, I, I appreciate this, Maggie, that it's your bad thing, but mm. I'm I'm glad they did. I mean, like, I don't want to watch a dog get tortured. No, yet. nobody like, does, but it, like, it acknowledges a thing that really does happen. Mm-hmm. And, no, you're absolutely right, and, not, and the episode wouldn't work without it. But Yeah, and it is a very cheap and easy way to get you to hate a villain, mm-hmm. to have him kick a dog, but, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Or for Cobra Commander. Uh, that's true. <sighs> but uh, any, I, I know that was your bad thing. You want to get into that I anymore, mean, or is that just... that's basically, like, look, I also really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, and I'm I just... Just also like, hey, um, leave that puppy alone, you piece of shit. I'll kill you. <laughs> I will crawl into the TV and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and they do the thing where he rolls up the newspaper and 
Yeah. And, all. and I just like the way they shoot it sort of from the dog's perspective mm-hmm. to make it extra like, oh, they did some good. They did some good things to to really mm-hmm. make you feel it. And ah. well, when he when he pulls out the taser and like it pans away, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Just just gruesome. Mm-hmm. My bad thing, Maggie, turns out <laughs> is your quote. That's true. Which uh, let's let's hear that here. Mm-hmm. And I thought he couldn't stoop any lower. All in the name of profit, Batman. Did you choose that because it's very bad dialogue, or I chose it because uh, it's very <laughs> it's very bad dialogue, and it was your quote or your bad thing, and I had a tough time finding one. Oh, fair enough. I would really like to single out, and I've done this many times before, but I'm going to do it again. Single out the talents of Frank Welker, mm-hmm. who. Basic, like who voiced the dog in this episode? Yep. Like this was not sound effects of a dog barking. All of that was Frank motherfucking Welker, like yep. whimpering, growling, like all the various kinds of barks. Like that's that's acting. That's not mm-hmm. just making sounds. That like he had to convey a bunch of emotions there. Yeah, and he's mm. not even in the credits. No, I know it's ridiculous. Like, like yeah, I get it. Okay, it's a dog. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as being a person. I understand, but there's definitely acting involved, and also, oh yeah, contorting your throat to sound exactly mm-hmm. like a dog, so that someone watching it would think it's a dog. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty. He doesn't sound like a guy like Homer Simpson going roof. <laughs> like he sounds like a, a fucking dog. It's uh, it's gonna be a dark day for animation when uh, Frank Welker finally retires. Oh, no kidding. It's just gonna be like he's still going. Yeah, I know. He's been going since the seventies. Yeah, mm. he's he also still plays Fred. Like, well, that's his regular voice. Yeah, he's not going to lose that one until he loses his voice. I, so I don't know. Still sounding like a weird teenager, which is how I would describe Fred from Scooby Doo. That's true. <laughs> but it's like, like it's it's like uh, Billy West playing Fry. Mm. Like that's that's the one voice he'll, he's always going to be able to do because it's basically him. You know, like I'm just saying, the older you get, the less easy it is to go. Hey, gang, watch out! Well, that's true. Yes, I mean, look at Adam West. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you need a shovel to look at Adam West now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that uh, the animated, the last couple of animated things they did, which were written extremely well, mm-hmm. just, but his voice was a little rough to listen to. I mean, it was always awesome to hear from Adam West, but like, yeah. you know, it, whew, yeah. like that dude definitely sounded old. He did, but. There was um, a thing yesterday. Uh, Nicholas Cage did one of those "Ask Me Anythings." Mm-hmm. Yes. And someone said uh, about you know him channeling Adam West mm-hmm. for that movie that I uh, Kick Ass. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. Uh, and he says uh, he, he saw Adam West and said, "Did you see uh, I you know was channeling you for that role?" And Adam West said, "You were trying to channel me." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Very good. That's great. I love uh, I love Adam West and I love Nick Cage. I wish I loved Nick Cage. <laughs> Is he gross? No, 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 no. I just I just don't care for him most of the time. Uh, it's fair. I I do like that he goes from one extreme to the other. Yes. No, I respect him. I appreciate mm-hmm. him. I just don't usually like him. Is all. I just saw him in uh, that movie Pig. Fuck, mm-hmm. amazing. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, what else? I oh, um, there's a bit where the uh, boxer guy, mm-hmm. uh, that's my dog, and then the police officer says, Not anymore, it's not. <laughs> uh, so I'll just let it wander off. 
Uh-huh. You know, I, won't, I, you know, I won't try and get it back the, or anything. The cops, so they got the, the, I don't know what you call that thing, the leash on a stick that they use, like oh, you know, yeah, that yeah, animal yeah. control uses to, to wrangle animals. But um, the guy trips on his own, like he steps in the, the, the uh, rope loop and yep. trips and he runs away. Like, you know, you're not very <clears throat> good at your job, are you? No. Like, I get that you're trying to show us, well, Ace is, of course, the Batman of dogs, yeah, you but, know, which, sure. yeah. And and but there were also... plenty of times where we showed him either overpowering or outsmarting someone, but this mm. was just a case of the cop being an idiot. Yeah, no, this one's this one's not on Ace. You're just bad at your job. Yep. Yeah. I... That cop was also the chauffeur that was playing on. <laughs> oh. Well, after he got fired for being a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that fucking dog again. Oh, man. <laughs> Everywhere. Telephone. <laughs> I do love Ace having a vendetta. Yep. Because dogs really do take on the personalities of their owners. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Vengeance mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, I also like that, like, it's, it's incredibly rewarding when we see Ace lunging for Boxer on the on the roof of the building yep. near yep. the end. It's like, oh, good. It's not, it's not Terry or Bruce doing this. Like, Ace got yep. his own revenge. Yep. And that's good. Um, I also really, great episode. I liked the moment where he's, so he's fighting the big dog monstrosity and he cloaks, uh-huh. which, you know, that's one of his tricks. He does that. Yeah. And then the show <laughs> is like, yeah, dummy, it's a dog. Mm-hmm. They do see things, but they don't rely on their vision nearly as much as we do. They use like uh, smell and hearing and yeah. you still make smells and still make sounds. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> also, uh, this dog's nose is bigger than your head, Terry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he tries well, to gas it at one point, and the dog just mm-hmm. sort of breathes in all the gas, and then kind of puffs it out, and just like, <laughs> nope, what else you got? Mm. Down, boy. Mm-hmm. That dog swallows Terry whole at one point. I, yeah, it sure does. Like Jesus Christ! Oh, it tears the like. I don't think we've seen the bat suit get torn up that badly in no. any of his. Like he's fought a lot of pretty hardcore people, but there's more circuitry like torn out than any other any other it, fight i think that dog like sucks the skin off of that off of his off of his suit mm-hmm. then he gets to the metal parts like i don't want that Ugh, gross this tastes too digital mm-hmm. <laughs> like analog food uh-huh tastes like like all dogs yep oh uh, what else <laughs> i find it I know there was a reason for it because you know the story wouldn't happen otherwise. But I find it unbelievable that Bruce, who has a plan for everything, uh, didn't you know have a tracer on the dog on Ace. Yeah, right. You can chip your dog now. No, and they actually call that out in the episode. He's like, "Why don't you have a tracer on the dog?" He's like, "Ah, the dog can mm. take care of himself." And he says that mm. several times. He's like, uh, "Ace is a survivor. He can do it himself." Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but also he's a dog. And it's a big city, and maybe he'll get scooped up by one of the pounds or whatever. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe well, just yeah. tip him, you know? Like, this one's on you, Bruce. Yeah. And I do like Bruce the whole time telling mm-hmm. Terry, like, ah, it's fine. He's fine. I don't really miss him. It's fine. And mm-hmm. then the dog comes back, and maybe the only time in the entire series you see old Bruce smile. Yep. When the dog <laughs> comes over and licks his face, it's like, yeah, you can try to hide it, but you are very happy your dog is back. Maybe the only thing that still brings you joy in this world. I love my dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you have a dog if you don't? Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Yeah. If you want an animal that doesn't love you, get a cat. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. 
I do wonder, I can't remember the timing of this, if if mm. the dogfighting thing was about, there's a there's an American athlete, Michael Vick, who got in a lot of Ugh. trouble in the early 2000s for being involved in dogfighting and real, mm-hmm. real piece of shit. It's entire, that's entirely possible. But it might have been a little early for that, I'm not sure. I mean, it's not like, you know, that scandal is the first time anyone was aware of that. It was just no, of a, course a not. high, like a uh, well Oh, wow, that was a... Uh... That's right. Yeah, 2007 that was. Jesus. Ah, All right. I knew it was around our time on the old message board, but I couldn't remember exactly when. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. a little little later than that. But, yeah. Okay. But people do love that shit, is what I'm saying. It's it's not a science fiction like uh, stretch of plausibility to say people will watch dogfights, because mm-hmm. they do in the actual world. It's terrible. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Yep. Um, there's a there's a bit where, uh, sorry, there's a bit where uh, uh, Boxer, one of his guys, is talking about um, about uh, the dog fights. And the, the guy he's talking to, like, seems really uncomfortable about the idea of these dogs fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, look, dude, I don't like the idea either, but, like, you don't have to be here. Right. Uh, we get another example of Terry going undercover, and I, I me, personally thinking he's probably better at this than Bruce was. He's more convincing than matches Malone. I love his, I love his podcaster goggles. Uh-huh. You mean his pod racer goggles. That's right. Podcasting is wizard. <laughs> I wish I wish he would be matches Malone and then you could have then the uh the, the line, you know, it looks like a mustache that he could at least oh, use that. Right. There you yeah. go, yeah. I am how you I say would... matches Malone. I would love him going like, all right, I'm going undercover, Bruce. And Bruce is like, what, like this? Where's your French accent? They're going to figure you out immediately. <laughs> I am here for the, uh, I'll you say, uh, what is word, uh, dog fighting? <laughs> I, I would like. I, I, would I do like, know dog fighting. I would like to take the dogs and uh, have them fight each other <laughs> with uh, the teeth and uh, uh, claw paw. <laughs> claw paw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else? Amazing. Uh, uh well, the guy's called Mr. Boxer, which is a dog. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's one of the notes I made. I, that's like nominative determinism, and he just refused. Like, nope, yep. nope, not becoming a boxer. I'll get involved in fighting, but not not that kind. You can't tell me yep. what to do. <laughs> I do like there's a moment where Terry's uh, in like uh, the guy's uh, lab or whatever, mm-hmm. looking at all the chemicals and he actually recognizes most of them. And it's a nice moment mm-hmm. where Terry's not an idiot. Yeah. Like he reads off a bunch of and there's one that he's is a little too long when he doesn't know what it is. And, and Bruce has to tell him. But like, yeah, it's just I like those moments when we see Terry's, you know, he's not as smart as Bruce, but he's not a dummy. And well, yeah, that like he's it's, taken it's high nice. school chemistry. Probably he knows some of this stuff. Yeah. And like you know, also he's Batman. Like he deserves. Yeah. Like he's he's put in the time. Yeah, you know, like it would be real easy to write him as he's got a, more of a heart than Bruce did. But he's mm-hmm. like Bruce has to do all the thinking. Like no, he could still do some. Yeah, like I, I like that. Always like seeing him having knowledge and also having like uh, the ability to reason things through to be a detective. Yeah, and he doesn't do a lot of that in this one, but he does it in the previous mm-hmm. one, and I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is that it? I don't know. Uh, okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very well. We'll 
good quote. So I suppose that's all. Yeah. Uh, Gav, you got anything you want to tell anyone about? Uh, no. <laughs> these are the only podcasts I'm on these days. <laughs> Very well. Well, that's not true. We occasionally have our dead podcast crossover. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Well, yes. So we, we'll, we'll do you, one of those. family of podcasts. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't li- listened in a while, that's over on the Post Atomic Horror feed. You can ch- like the most recent one. You can check that out. Yeah, we watched some Christmas thing that uh, Gav and his friend also Gav um, mm-hmm. uh, came up with for us, which I do not recall off the top of my head now. I just remember <laughs> that it was fucking weird. It had a it had a Doctor Who in it and some kind of great villain and a really stupid. Oh game. yes, yes, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Box of delights. That's it. Yes. Box of delights. Thank you. Yes. Uh, the... If you like Rat Boy, uh, that, that's got one too. Oh yeah, and uh, Train Perverts <laughs> got a lot of Train yeah. Perverts. Yeah. Oh yeah, love Train Pervert. <laughs> mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Vishal did the artwork for us, and mm-hmm. uh, his alternate uh, title for it was the Train Pervert or the Immaculate Train Perverts, <laughs> which I wanted to suggest we just permanently call that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just call ourselves Train Perverts from now on. Doctor Who and the Train Pervert. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next time. Uh, we are doing, uh, we'll be kicking into season three uh, with yep. King's Ransom, which I'm going to guess is a uh, Royal Flush episode, mm-hmm. uh, and Untouchable, which I, I'm not sure what, what that is. I think that's a Western with Clint Eastwood. No, that's Unforgiven. That's right. Rosa, Untouchable that's is the... The gangster movie with <laughs> Kevin Costner. Yeah, and Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. And so forth. Yeah. Uh, as ever, the website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, season three is pretty quick. We're going to be over yep. in like six weeks, I think. So start mm-hmm. start writing now. Uh, kidslovebatmanpodcast yep. at Gmail. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala Dreg. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.